Welcome to Streams in Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor and evangelist and prophetic teacher Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in, to ask questions, and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Alive is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now here's Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana. And Pastor Tom. And we once again would like to thank you for joining us for Streams in the Desert Live, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Dazed, Confused, and Completely Torn. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we just come humbly before your throne. Lord, we know all things are in your control. Lord, we ask that you would make a way where there seems to be no way in the lives of your people. Lord, we ask that you would move in a great and mighty way in this 45 minutes to get your word out to the entire world, Lord. We love you and praise you and know by the power and working of the Holy Spirit that it is done in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for our listeners. We thank you for the offerings coming in, and we just ask that today the people would hear hear Jesus in the words that you have prepared and ordained. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, we begin this week's streams broadcast with a thought-provoking scripture found in Jeremiah 6, 16 through 19. I hope everybody has their Bibles and they can look this up or write it down or go back to the broadcast and listen to it several times because this Amen. is awesome. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. Also, I set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. Therefore, hear, ye nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. You know, folks, this is not a suggestion from the Lord God. This is a command and a promise. The command is to stand, or in other words, position yourself firmly in the old paths. In other words, set your mind's eye on living a biblically driven life. And the promise is simply that if you do not, you will ultimately face eternal destruction. I'm sure that I now have your interest, and you're, and you're saying, I like what I'm hearing, but what are you getting at, Pastor? Well, let me shed a little light on the matter. Take this article from Reuters, dated June 22, 2008, titled, Young Evangelicals Aim to Broaden Agenda. Princeton University, Princeton, New Jersey, Reuters, Matt Dunbar, 
is not your typical evangelical Christian with his tousled hair, sideburns, and scruffy soul patch beard, the 26-year-old New Yorker belongs to a growing minority of your evangel- young evangelicals who want to broaden their political agenda beyond the traditional opposition to abortion and gay marriage. Evangelicals like Dunbar are eager to move on and tackle such hot topics as global warming and social justice. As they move to the center of the political spectrum, they are deciding whether Republican presidential candidate John McCain or Democrat Barack Obama aligns best with their values and deserves their vote in the November presidential election. A former Republican... Dunbar's political views began to change with the war in Iraq. I couldn't keep my political affiliation with the Republican Party at this point, he said. Research shows many young white evangelical Christians are moving away from the Republican Party. Surveys by the Pew Forum on Religious and Public Life show a 15% point drop in the alliance of white evangelicals aged 18 to 29 with the Republican Party over the past two years. This group is going to definitely be worth watching, said Dan Cox, a Pew Research associate and author of the report. If anything, they're becoming more independent in their outlook. Most favor stricter laws to protect the environment. For example, as An issue not typically associated with Republican platforms, yet yet remain conservative on issues like opposition to abortion and support for the death penalty. The article continues by saying, beyond social issues, several hundred young evangelicals gathered last week at Princeton University in New Jersey to meet with Christian leaders, discuss the evangelical agenda, and look at the role of religion in public life. The conference was called Envision, the Gospel, Politics, and the Future. Tattoos, scruffy facial hair, and flip-flops abound among the young attendees. Shane Claiborne, author of The Irresistible Revolution, Living as an Ordinary Radical, called on young Christians to get politically and personally involved on issues of justice. I see an entire generation of young people who want a Christianity they can wrap their hands around, said Claiborne, who wears his hair in shoulder-length dreadlocks. They don't want to just believe stuff. They're saying, if you want to know what I believe, then watch how I live. Claiborne and others at the conference press the crowd to move beyond the typical platform of the religious right. One in four Americans consider themselves evangelical Christians, and some four-fifths of evangelical voters backed Republican presidential, uh, President George W. Bush as he sought re-election in 2004. McCain is regarded with suspicion in conservative evangelical circles because of his past support for stem stem cell research, his failure to support a federal ban on gay marriage, and his support for immigration reform, among other things. 
both McCain and Obama will be hard-pressed to attract voters like Tanya Grant, a 23-year-old Bible college student from New Jersey who said she voted for Bush in 2004. It seems like he, McCain, is playing the evangelical Jesus card, she said, but she's not sold on Obama either, and she doesn't favor his health care reform proposals. I'm completely torn, she said. Amy Coffin, 27, of Los Angeles, said she is drawn to Obama because of his health care plan and desires to end the war in Iraq. She does not align herself with any political party and is critical of how so many evangelicals supported Bush. I think a lot of that is apathy and laziness, letting people tell them how to vote, she said. She is not looking to the election to further social change, but is pushing for change in her own life. A year ago, she moved to India, where she is helping start a church in New Delhi. Hopefully, by living with the poor, you end up doing social justice naturally, she said. Folks, we live in a very off-course world here in the year 2008. There are a majority of people that were born beginning around 1970 and forward who have no understanding of what it really means to be washed in the blood of the Lamb, or to get or to be saved, or to pray through, or to be filled with the power from on high. In other words, to be filled or indwelled with the Holy Ghost, which is the power and presence of God Almighty himself working in the Christian's life. You know, you know, a Christian who is not someone who follows Mother Mary, the Pope, Muhammad, Rick Warren, Willow Creek, or Joel Osteen, or any other man or woman, but Jesus Christ, who was and is and is yet to come, and is and always has been and always will be the one and only begotten Son of the one and only true live and living God of heaven, earth, and Israel who came to pay the price to buy those back with his precious and holy blood, who will call him Lord, Master, and Savior of their lives, and walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. You know, the same Jesus who said in John 3, 7, Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again, and is yet the same. And this is yet the same Jesus that in John 3, 16 and 18 said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Folks, I heard a really good sermon on Sunday, which asked the question, which voice are you following? Going back to this article for a moment, I just couldn't get over the statement Shane Claiborne made when he said, quote, I see an entire generation of young people who want a Christianity they can wrap their hands around. And later on, Claiborne stated, they don't want to just believe stuff. They're saying, if you want to know what I believe, then watch how I live. 
You know, folks, if this statement really speaks for the majority of our young people and adults, then, folks, this is a very sad state of affairs. Why? Because it paints a crystal clear picture of the fact that our precious young people do not know, understand, or have a personal relationship with the never-ending, endless, infinite God, who is the creator of the universe and eternity and everything in between. Folks, our young people are being deceived by our corrupt government, global media, learning institutions, and counterfeit Christianity that has set up shop in what was once the sanctuary of the one and only true and living God, and have in in return become dazed, confused, and completely torn. Our young people, as well as many others' lives, have been torn to shreds. You know, folks, it's beyond me why anyone would want a God that they could control when that's not going to do anything productive for their lives, both in the here and now, or for eternity, which is yet to come. You know, Pastor, in Proverbs sixteen twenty-five, it says, There is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And it goes on in Proverbs 30, 2 through 14. It says, and I, and I hope our listeners are really paying attention right here. Okay, It Amen. says here in Proverbs 32 through 14, Surely I am more brutish than any man, and have not the understanding of a man. I neither learned wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy, who hath ascended up into heaven or descended, who hath gathered the wind in his fists, who hath bound the waters in a garment, who hath established all the ends of the earth. What is his name? And what is his son's name, if thou can tell? Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food convenient for me, lest I be full and deny thee, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of the Lord in vain. Accuse not a servant unto his master, lest he curse thee, and thou be found guilty. And folks, in verse 11 it continues, There is a generation that curseth their father, and doeth not bless their mother. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes, and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. And, you know, Pastor, that sounds so much like our youth today in the schools and just seeing them 
on the streets and seeing the things and reading in the newspapers and, and on the newscasts all the time. You're just seeing, you know, this, these verses just come off the page. And it's not everyone, no. folks. There's, all youth are not like this. We're not trying to lump everyone together. But a majority of our youth today are running scared. They're lost. They don't know which way to turn. And, and, you know, I think it's just because they have not been brought up knowing the Word of God, Absolutely. knowing it well and knowing it correctly. That's right. We need to have our children in church. Amen. We need to have them being taught from the family. The church doesn't teach their kids. They're not responsible for teaching our kids. Our, our parents are responsible for teaching our own kids what they need to be learning, what they need to be learning. Exactly. Amen. You know, Pastor, it goes on here, and Jesus says in Matthew seven thirteen and 14, it says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. You know, folks, I just love these scriptures, and they're like two of my most favorite scriptures because as parents, we can look at these scriptures and we can see that we have a responsibility to our young people to make sure that they are adhering and that they are learned and that they are walking in the paths that are straight and narrow that the Lord Jesus has made for us that lead unto eternal life. Because everyone wants to walk in the wide path. My, my mom, who's been a pastor for over 50 years, 60 years, she once told me recently that the Lord gave her a vision of a superhighway. And there it was, beautiful, six-lane on each side highway going as fast as you could possibly go. And the Lord just showed her off to the other side, on the right side, there was this lowly little path, straight and narrow, and began and become that had become overgrown. Folks, our youth are not being brought up in the things of the Lord as they were at least 20, 30, 40 years ago. We need to work on this. We need to pray for our youth. Yes, yeah, so we just need to hold them up in prayer right now because Satan knows that the time is en- is close the end is close and who is he going to attack but yet the innocent children and that's who he's coming after right now he's coming after our children our youth so we as parents as grandparents as step parents we need to step up right now and to stand in the gap for our children folks our young people are desperate and struggling they want and need godly counsel and godly role models, and in most cases can find none. They are wearied by the things of this world. Believe it or not, they want someone to tell them with godly wisdom and love that the life they are leading is wrong and immoral. Yes, folks, they want someone to tell them that homosexuality is abomination and that the, at that living with a person and having children with them out of wedlock is wrong. And they want someone to tell them that Jesus loves them and point them in the direction of the cross to fall at the feet of Jesus and surrender their broken hearts 
and lives unto him. Amen. You know, Pastor, so many people right now don't even know what it means to fall at the foot of the cross. That's right. You know, and just to weep at the foot and to the altar. Amen. 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 You know, for Jesus said for himself in Luke 4, 18 through 19, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has set me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And Jesus continues in Matthew 11, 28 through 30 by saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am weak and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Jesus is meek mm. and lowly in heart. Amen. Folks, this is the direction we as Christians and Christian leaders need to be pouring out and pointing out before our youth and our young people today. I remember when our son James was the leader of the Bible club at his high school here in Peoria, Arizona. One evening as we were all out driving as a family, I asked him how the Bible club was going. We, sound, we soon found ourselves in a discussion concerning teen suicide folks. He said that people, meaning adults, didn't seem to know or were not paying attention to the fact that teen suicide had almost surpassed the amount of high school-related car accident deaths. Folks, this conversation was in 1998. As I wrote this piece, I began to look for some stats and to come up with something that I could share with you. And this is what I found on the Arizona Attorney General's website for teens under the heading of Hot Topics, which reads, Arizona teen suicide rate. Listen, folks, Arizona's teen suicide rate is higher than the national average. In 2002, there were 12 suicides in Arizona among 10 to 14-year-olds and 39 suicides in the 15 to 19-year-old age group. At least three children commit suicide each month in our state, says the Arizona Department of Health Services. In the United States, 14, listen folks, in the United States, 14 young people between the ages of 15 and 24 commit suicide every day, or approximately one every 100 minutes. That is just a little over every hour and a half a teen is taking their life. Four times as many men as women commit suicide, but young women attempt suicide three times more frequently than young men. Suicide is the 11th leading cause of all deaths in the United States and the third leading cause of death among people from the age group of 15 to 24. 
Over the past 30 years, the suicide rate has tripled in the United States. If you think that suicide is something that only affects others, you are wrong. The reality is suicide can affect any family. And you know what, folks? We need to look at this not from a secular point of view, but from a spiritual point of view. The spirit of suicide. It's not just a condition. This is a spirit of death and suicide that comes upon our young people because they do not have guidance or they feel rejected or they think they're rejected, even if they're not. There are some straight A students and very prosperous students that we hear about from time to time that have taken their life merely because they felt that they were of no use to anyone in this world. Amen. You know, our children, like you said at the beginning, are torn between the world and the family and the school and everything that's going on. You know, and the website goes on to list what most common signs we're to watch for as family members, as as, schools. Friends, Friends, anything Mm -hmm. that's going on, our Mm -hmm. church members. Yes. You know, a previous suicide attempt, currently talking of suicide or making a plan. Strong wish to die, preoccupied with death, giving away prized possessions. Those are things that we don't normally look at as being suicidal. Moody, hopelessness, withdrawn. You know, and some of these are just youth. Okay, sometimes yes. you know, kids go yes. through these things yes. and they're not all suicidal. But we look at a combination of all these things together. Yes. A drastic change in appearance or personality, increased alcohol or drug use, change in sleeping or eating habits, a dra- drastic drop in grades, uh, problems in school with the family, peers, or possibly even the law, conflicts around sexual orientation. And wow. folks, we know what this means. This is the struggle that our young people are going through today because they've got so many words coming into their minds from all different directions. Pretty soon, if they're not walking in the spirit and they're walking in the flesh, they begin to question with that small voice in their head that is of Satan saying, you don't really know if you're a boy or a girl. You may like this more than you like that. Why don't you try it? And there's the start of a destruction of an entire life. Yes, it is. And, you know, the last uh, thing that we need to look at is a loss of a friend, family, or a romantic breakup. Things that, that really affect our youth. Yes. That every day that we may not, as adults, think are important. You know, things affect our children in a lot different ways than they affect us. Because we've had more time to learn how to deal with things in life than our children have. So therefore, we need to be very observant and very attentive to the needs of our children. As parents, that is what the Lord has called us to do, both their physical needs, their spiritual needs, their emotional needs, and it all can be wrapped up by saying, if they know the word, know it well, and know it correctly, and that you are living your lifestyle before them in the same fashion, you cannot go wrong because the power of God's Holy Spirit will bring them forth for you. Amen. So, folks, once again, I must reiterate that the reason for our young people becoming dazed, confused, and completely torn is because of things like not knowing who to vote for, who to believe in, what to believe in, or what's more importantly, and what is more important who to turn to for guidance and direction on a spiritual level. 
These types of inconsistencies in our young people are directly related to the lack of a personal relationship with the Lord, Master, and Savior, Jesus Christ. They are in need, as I have said before, of godly counsel and discipleship. I know that's a foreign word today. They are in need of discipleship. So when the Lord puts a young person on your heart, as you can see, it is definitely going to be for a reason. So as a Christian, just remember to pray for them. They may be the kid down the street or downstairs. And then again, they may be your own children, grandchildren, or great-grandchildren. In John 10, 7 through 10. John says of Jesus, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and if and find pasture the thief cometh but for to steal and to kill and to destroy i am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly you know that's what jesus said i want to repeat that verse again the thief come not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy I am, Jesus said, come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I'm just going to ask Pastor Tom to pray with us and for us, and then we're going to open our phone lines. Amen. Lord Jesus, we just come before you right now, Lord Jesus. We just take our youth right now, Lord, and just lay them at the altar, Lord. Lord. Lord, we just ask right now that you would just cover them with your precious and holy blood, Lord Jesus. Lord, make them the youth that you would want them to be, Lord. Lord, send them the discipleship, the people there to disciple them and to to give them the information, Lord, that are spirit-filled, Lord, and that can guide them and lead them into everything that you've prepared for them, Lord. This is a generation, Lord, that's under attack, Lord. Lord, we just need to gird up underneath them and support them in all that they're doing, Lord. And Lord, we as parents and we as grandparents and, and whatever adult uh, structure there is, Lord, we need to be there and to show them Amen. what a godly life is there for yes. and how to live it. Yes. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise yes. and the glory for yes, all this going on, Lord, with our youth yes. and yes. all this going on with our parents, Lord, thank and our you, Lord. adults, Lord. We just give you the praise in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, it's time to open our phone lines and our... Our question for today is, do you think the majority of youth today are prepared to meet Jesus? Give us a call here at Streams in the Desert Live. We'd love to hear how you, as a faithful follower of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, feel about this question. Our number here at KXXT is 602-296-3600. Three, two. And once again, that number is 602-296-3632. And Pastor, I believe we have a caller on the line. Yes, uh, it looks like we're lighting up here. We got a couple. And we'll go to the first caller, please. 
Good afternoon. This is Pastor Dana. Good afternoon. Shalom. 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 How are you, brother? Fine. Thank you, Pastor. Good. Great, great show once again. Yeah, thank thank you. you so much. And God I, bless you. And I just wanted to share, too, what uh, you guys have been stating all along, that the world is getting darker, and that I hope that our churches are teaching our youth about the Lord Jesus Christ and how to approach him and to have an intimate relationship with him. Amen. That's, that's our, the desire of our heart. Uh, it just came out last night on the, the evening news with Katie Couric that seven out of ten people in America now believe that there are many ways to salvation, is the way she put it. So therefore, uh, we're with you, standing in the spirit of the Lord to Amen. pray that yes. our churches are definitely going to be preaching and teaching our children under the power and influence of the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, you know, just to share, too, a little bit more things of what's been happening in the world. Mm -hmm. Over the weekend, uh, CNN reported that Pope Benedict has reported a, a Palestinian as an archbishop over in Jerusalem. And that 160 people got sick eating the contaminated tomatoes in the United States. And also, too, talking about our terrorist organizations, they have been infiltrating our major universities where most of the money is being spent by Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. and they're trying to come in and teach their hatred of our religion you know Christianity and Judaism and they're teaching them how to live among them and to commune with them at the same time trying to teach them how to hate America and also as well um, something very disturbing too has been happening in Vancouver they reported that five body parts have been showing up, washing up on the shores of Vancouver. Yes. You know, with their legs cut off. Yes. So something really is happening. You know what? I want to go back to one thing that you did say, and that was about um, how the the Arab nations are infiltrating our higher education facilities. And this has been going on for a lot of years. And it takes me back to the thought of Steve Emerson. And if anybody knows who he is, he writes a lot of books. And uh, he is a man who's been studying this very fact for many years now and has made uh, public, uh, like PBS-type uh, documentaries on the fact of how our higher education uh, institutions are being infiltrated by the hatred of uh, Islam trying to uh, dissuade people from Christianity and Judaism. This is very true, brother. Can I pray for you today? Yes, ma'am. Father God, we just thank you for our brother once again this week and all the wonderful words that he has brought that you have prepared and ordained for this hour. Lord, we just thank you for this time of fun and fellowship, Lord, with all of our people. And we ask that you would meet him at the point of his need and give him the desires of his heart as long as he stays upon your straight and narrow path. Lord, we ask that you would move in a great and mighty way to meet him at every need that he has, Lord. We love you, praise you, and give you all the glory in Jesus' precious and holy name. And we ask that you would touch him from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. In Jesus', Jesus. precious and holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Shalom. 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 God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, Pastor, I, I think we have another caller on the line here. Okay. Good afternoon. This is Pastor Dana. Hi, Pastor Dana. This is Easter. Hi, Hi, Easter. How are you today? Hey, I'm fine, and I enjoyed your program. Well, thank, thank you. you. And I just wanted to tell you that you're right on. I mean, it's so needful for these young people. 
And I was reading today in the, the poll in the paper where it says most religious Americans say their faith isn't the only way to afterlife. Can you believe that? Yes, okay. I did hear that, too. They brought that up last night on the evening news, and uh, it, it, that's exactly what they said, too. They said that, um, that uh, more and more Americans that do believe in salvation through Jesus Christ are now beginning to open up and to say that they also believe at the same time, which is totally impossible, Easter, that they believe that there are other ways to heaven, too. This shows you that they're not grounded and they're not indwelled by the power of God's Holy Spirit. Because you could never say that there was any other way as a Christian to uh, eternal life except through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Thank you. I just wanted to read you a paragraph. Okay. It said, the findings revealed Monday in a survey of 35,000 adults can be taken on a positive sign of growing religious tolerance are disturbing evidence that Americans dismiss or don't know fundamental teachings of their own faith. Amen. This is true. And you yeah. know what? I, th- I just know the Lord prepared that for you to, to bring to us. Was there more to it? Well, that's about the the crux of the matter. I do appreciate it. And you know what? The Lord is never late. I mean, you know, this has seemed to be an issue this week. And you know... Easter, when uh, the Lord brought this to me, I said, you know, I said to Pastor Tom, I said, this is an issue that I don't normally touch on. The Lord has a word to get out around this world today, and it's for a specific purpose. And we know that it is also for the fact that soon and very soon, things in America are changing like such as never before, both in our monetary value, our economic, our uh, political scene, our uh, our our food, our agricultural uh Abilities. There's so many things changing that American uh, people in general, young and old, need to be ready to meet Jesus. Right, you're so right. Okay. That's true. Well, we want to pray for you before you hang up. Okay. Okay. Father God, this is the most humble lady I know. She can cry at the drop of the hat when your work, word is spoken, Lord. I ask that you would just touch her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, meeting each and every need that she has, yes, Lord. Jesus. Continue her with that big and huge godly heart that she has filled with your indwelling power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. I ask that you would move in a great and mighty way in her life and in the life of her family and in our church family, Lord. We give you the glory and honor and praise and we accept it and receive it as done in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Easter. Bye-bye. God God bless bless you. Love you. Amen. Oh, Pastor, that was a pretty uplifting comments coming in from our listeners. But, you know, our question for today is, do you think that the majority of youth today are prepared to meet Jesus? Give us a call here at Streams in the Desert Live. We'd love to hear from you and how you, as a faithful follower of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, feel about this question. Our number here at KXXT is 602-296-3632. And once again, that number is 602-296-3632. And, you know, folks, um, I once again want to remind you that Pastor Tom and I are uh, teaching on Wednesday nights at Touch of Grace uh, Fellowship. Uh, The Bible study starts at 7 p.m. And right now, uh, if you want to attend, you need to call us for directions. Uh, So uh, you can contact us through our website. And... uh, 
or the radio station here uh, has our phone number, but we would prefer that you would co uh, contact us through our website. And we have phone numbers there that you can contact us through. Um, and we just ask that you would come and join us uh, for a, an exciting time of sharing the words uh, of God and the life of Jesus Christ in which we're supposed to be living through the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. And you know, Pastor, that is an exciting time right now that we are getting together. We're able to, you know, soon and very soon we're going to be limited to being able to do that type of yes. gatherings. Yes. So this is the time that we need to gather as a church body amen you know not necessarily a building church nope. but the body of jesus christ amen coming together and to sharing his word and keeping things going and you know pastor i just want to encourage our listeners to go to the website it's www.streamsaz.org and come and visit us on the website or you can email us too at streams at streamsaz.org. Amen. So, you know, come and share with us what you have to say on, on the website also. We'd love to hear from you on the radio, but, you know, if you can get on the website, come on and share with us there. And, folks, I, I once again want to say to our faithful uh, givers in the last few weeks, Miss Amy and Miss Ella, thank you so much for your support of God's work in this ministry. And I want to put out a little call to you all to remember that um, next month is going to be a five-week month again, Amen. and we're going to need that extra oomph and the, the uh, offerings to take care of the needs of this ministry. And you know, folks, it appears that we're all out of time for today. So please be sure to join us next Tuesday at 4 p.m. This is Pastor Dana. And Pastor Tom. Saying so long for now. And remember, folks, we are not, we are in need. We yes, are in need, need of yes. your support for this work of the Lord in the radio ministry. Please consider sending a love offering to help us as we are not called, nor can we do this alone. It takes your prayers, your love, encouragement, and love offerings, as well as the hand in favor of the Lord God, to keep us and this ministry going. Our mailing address is 7558 West Thunderbird Road, Suite 1, PMB 233, Peoria, Arizona 85381. Or you can visit us, as Pastor Tom said, streamsaz.org. And you know, folks, we just love you, and we thank you for joining us here each week and moving this ministry forward. And all I have to say is that we want to hear from you on our email. We want to hear from you on the phone. And as we end the day, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Until we meet again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. for Streams in the Desert Live here on KXXT 1010 AM. God bless you. God bless you. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Please be sure to join us next Tuesday on KXXT 1010 AM Family Values Radio at 4 p.m. for Streams in the Desert Live when we will once again examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Pastor Dan and myself, thank you for listening, for your calls, for your emails, and always for your generous love offerings in support of the radio broadcast. You may also visit us at our website, streamsaz.org, 
or email us at streamsaz.org with questions and topics to be discussed on future shows. Much love in Jesus to each and every one of you, and may the peace of the Lord Jesus be with you all till we meet again. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven? <laughs>